Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and today I have an extra special episode for you with a ton of value. I'll be discussing the main points I covered in my recent series of live online masterclasses, the three behind-the-scenes secrets to weight loss success after 50. During this masterclass, I broke down what it really takes to lose weight for the last time and end the yo-yo dieting. There was a lot of great content in there, so I wanted to break it down and share some of it with you today. You know I'm on a mission to help adults 50 plus get healthier and lose weight so they can stay healthy and active long into retirement. I have seen with my clients that getting to and maintaining a healthy weight is one of the best things that they can do for their aging bodies to prevent conditions like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, some cancers, and some dementias, let alone reduce the force going through the joints and inflammation in the body to have less overall pain and improved mobility. Losing weight after 50 is easier said than done, but it is totally doable if you are doing the right things. That's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. I know you have a lot of listening options and I really do appreciate you tuning into this podcast. If you're finding value from the information that I'm sharing with you, it would mean so much to me if you would click the subscribe button and leave a review in iTunes. This helps the podcast get seen by and in turn help as many people as possible. All right, I can't wait to jump into today's topic and give you a peek into my recent masterclass. Today I'm talking about what it actually takes to lose weight for the last time. I'll be breaking down a lot of commonly held weight loss myths that maybe you have held yourself and are grappling with right now. By the end of this episode, you will have a lot more clarity and less confusion about how to actually lose weight and keep it off. Here's an overview of the main points that I'm covering today. The first is that I'm going to share with you my three secrets to weight loss success after 50. If you don't already follow me on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook, you may not have heard me explain how weight gain is a hormonal, not a caloric problem. Understanding that high insulin is a major key to weight gain and the development of disease is the first secret I'm covering today. The second secret is that there is not one magic way to lose weight. When you have the traditional calories in versus calories out mindset for weight loss, you have one of two options to lose weight, eat less or exercise more. Well, my friends, I have good news for you. Once you understand that weight loss is multifaceted because there are many things that raise your insulin levels, you will feel empowered with a whole bunch of tools at your disposal to start seeing progress. I'll cover the four main pillars that my clients have found and the research shows to be the most impactful in their weight loss. The last secret to weight loss success after 50 is that much of your success will come from your mindset. Your willpower and self-control are not enough. We need to learn to restructure our thoughts, habits, beliefs, and environment to set ourselves up for success. The second main point that I'm going to dive into would be those four pillars that I just talked about to lasting weight loss and disease prevention. The four pillars I'm discussing in this episode are nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. Specifically, 
I'll be describing why the theory that a calorie is a calorie is complete nonsense and how some foods will raise your insulin levels and make you gain weight. I'll also touch on the most important type of exercise for adults over 50 and review why sleep deprivation and chronic stress can be sneaky factors that keep the pounds on. The third point that I'm covering today are my four favorite mindset tips to help you stop dieting and just start living a healthy lifestyle. Lastly, at the time of this episode, doors are currently open to my online course and coaching program, How to Lose Weight After 50. So I wanted to be sure to give you information for how you can register for that. Or if you are listening to this episode after January 10th, 2020, how you can get on the wait list so that you can be the first to be notified when I'm opening the doors again in 2020. This episode is for you if you have been struggling to lose weight or if you have some disease risk factors like high blood pressure or high blood sugar and really need to get things under control. Maybe you've tried all the different diets out there and you see some short-term results, but either the weight comes back on or it's just not a sustainable lifestyle and you stop the diet. If you are tired of quitting on yourself, feeling guilty, confused, and overwhelmed about conflicting information online, you will get a lot of value from this episode. It's definitely for people who have been eating low-fat, low-calorie for a while because I'm going to bust through those myths today and talk about why weight gain is a hormonal, not a caloric imbalance. With all of that being said, let's dive into point number one, and that's that obesity is a hormonal, not a caloric problem. This is the first secret to weight loss success after 50. The long-held and popular opinion that in order to lose weight, you need to burn more calories than you take in has been disproven by research. I've talked about this in depth in two previous blog posts that I will link to in the show notes. Both posts are reviews of chapters in the Obesity Code book by Dr. Jason Fung, Chapter 3, The Calorie Reduction Error, and Chapter 4, The Exercise Myth. If you haven't purchased that book, I highly recommend it. It breaks down the science behind insulin resistance and is a very interesting read for those who are looking to lose weight. He also has a book called The Diabetes Code that I have found very helpful when researching diabetes and I will link to both of those books in the show notes. In a nutshell, your body's fat and weight regulating mechanisms are not so special that we get volitional control over them. They are just like every other system in your body. How fast your heart beats, how fast you breathe, how fast your hair grows are all controlled by hormones. We love to be in control and like to think that if we eat 250 less calories a day, and burn 250 more calories a day, we will magically lose one pound a week. Anyone who has tried this method for weight loss has been sorely disappointed when they reach a plateau or when the weight starts to come back on. That's because chronic caloric restriction just slows your body's metabolism down. Weight loss is not about calories. It's about hormones. And one of the major hormones that we need to talk about is insulin. There is not one magic way to lose weight. Now, this is the second secret to weight loss success after 50. Two people may be struggling with their weight for completely different reasons. 
but the same underlying cause, too much insulin. Next, I'm going to break down for you the four main ways that you can lower your insulin levels to lower your body set weight or the weight that you like to be at naturally without feeling like you're fighting against yourself. The first pillar is that food comes first. Notice I said food, not calories. This inherently includes your hydration and what you are drinking. I've covered how to optimize your nutrition in my past blog posts and Facebook lives, but in my course, How to Lose Weight After 50, I go into much more detail and I give you a proven roadmap to optimize every area of your nutrition. Here are just some of the questions that I answer in my course material. What are considered good and bad carbs? Which fats are good, neutral, and bad for my health? How much protein do I really need? Does it matter how often I eat protein throughout the day? How much fiber do I need and what foods are high in fiber? How many times a day should I eat? What about intermittent fasting? What is it? Should I be doing that to lose weight? Pillar number two to lower your insulin levels, lose weight and prevent disease is to prioritize strength training. Ever since calories have been demonized for weight gain and the notion that we need to quote, burn more calories than we take in has been advocated, people have had the mindset that they need to burn calories in order to get a good workout. They will spend much of their allocated workout time on activities that burn calories right then and there at the gym or that count their steps, subconsciously equating those steps with calories. While I'm not advocating against aerobic exercise, I'm saying that its importance for weight loss has been overemphasized. Again, I cover this concept in detail in my blog post where I reviewed chapter four, the exercise myth in the obesity code, and that's going to be linked in the show notes at reshapept.com forward slash two, the number two. The type of exercise that should be prioritized, especially for adults over 50, is moderate to high-intensity functional strength training. You may be asking, what the heck is that? It means doing resistive type exercises, either using your body weight or added weight resistance, which is usually required to get a high enough intensity to see results. My friends, Jane Fonda leg lifters won't cut it here. In my course, I answer things like the three main types of exercises that I recommend for older adults to improve their function, reduce pain, and just plain age well. I talk about how much exercise you really need, and just a hint, it's probably less than you think. I discuss how you can tell if you are working hard enough for cardio and strength training to see a return on your time investment, and what to prioritize if you have limited time to exercise. I also provide my favorite strength training exercises for my clients. By the end of my course, How to Lose Weight After 50, you will know exactly what type, amount, and intensity of exercise you need to see the types of weight loss and health results you want. The third pillar that I spoke about in my live masterclass was that chronic stress will make you gain weight. Now, you may not associate stress with extra weight, but the research certainly does. That is because stress causes a hormone called cortisol to be released. Cortisol raises your blood sugar and elevated blood sugars raise your insulin. Put simply, 
You have higher insulin when you have higher stress, so you will have a higher body set weight. Now, similar to pillar number three, pillar number four is that sleep deprivation can also contribute to weight gain because it's a form of stress on your body. Research indicates getting less than seven hours of sleep per night is associated with increased insulin resistance, greater likelihood of obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and frequent mental distress. In my course, I go into detail about the cascade of negative hormonal effects associated both with chronic chronic stress and chronic sleep deprivation. I also give you my favorite strategies to lower your stress and reduce your sleep to augment your weight loss success. Point number three in this podcast is that I wanted to share with you four of my favorite mindset tips to help you stop dieting and just start living a healthy lifestyle. So the first mindset shift is that in order to lose weight for good, you have to be in it for the long haul and have a long-term mindset. There is a big difference between being on a diet and living a healthy lifestyle. My ultimate goal for you is to learn how to optimize each area of your health, each of those four pillars that I just talked about that raise your insulin levels and develop habits that actually serve you and keep you healthy. If you follow my blog, you might have read Tim's story, and I'll link to that in the show notes, Um, but he lost over 30 pounds, he lowered his triglycerides by over 100, and his A1C has gone from 9.2 to 5.8 on fewer medications. If you're not familiar with what an A1C is, it's very important to diabetics, It's a a measure of the average blood sugar level over the last three months. But his progress didn't happen quickly. It's taken years. But from the beginning, he's had a slow and steady mindset. He knows that he doesn't have another option. Either he chooses to be healthy or he will be sick with type 2 diabetes. The second mindset shift that I want you to make is to stop the excuses. It can be really hard to face the fact that the food and lifestyle choices that you have made in your past have led you to exactly where you are today with your health. Taking personal responsibility for our own actions is a crucial first step in believing that we then actually have the power to change those actions. You can choose differently. You can choose better. You can actively choose to take control of your thoughts, stop letting yourself give into your excuses, and start taking meaningful action to see big improvements in your health. My third mindset shift for you is to be open to new information and support. Often, I think people wonder when I tell them who I am and what I do, what am I going to learn through you that I can't learn on Google? And it's a valid question. In my masterclass, I actually had slides where I took a screenshot of a Google question like, what exercises burn belly fat and should I eat a low-fat diet to lose weight and debunk them right on the spot? And I could do that all day long with stuff that we Google. Google is full of good information, but it is also full of false and confusing, conflicting and misleading information. I like to remind people that the thoughts and beliefs that got them where they are today will not get them where they want to be. No one else puts food in your mouth. No one else gets the final say on your schedule. No one can exercise for you. 
You are in control here. You get to choose if you try the same things that you've tried over and over in the past, or if you're open to getting new information and support that has been proven to help others get where you want to be. The last mindset shift that I shared with the people who attended the live online masterclass was to focus more on your systems and less on your goals. I talked all about this point in last week's episode, so I won't get into too much detail here. But in a nutshell, stop focusing on losing weight and start focusing on your lifestyle, your habits, your knowledge and beliefs. Then you will not only reach your goals, but maintain your progress once you do. As James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. If you are over 50 reading that statement, you know it's true. You likely are starting to experience some health ailments that you would rather avoid. You know you need to take action and get healthy once and for all, or your retirement years are not going to be what you imagined. You will spend too much time and money at the doctor's office, getting surgeries, or taking medications. Your mobility will start to be limited, and little aches and pains will start to get worse. So to wrap up today, I wanted to review the main points. I gave you a lot of information today all about how you can lower your insulin levels so that you can lose weight and finally keep it off. Before you go, I wanted to review these main points with you because I want you to think about which areas in your life, your nutrition, exercise, sleep, or stress, do you think may be contributing to your weight problem? Then, in the next 24 hours, I'd love to see you write an implementation intention. And remember, I talked all about implementation intentions in last week's episode. But it's when you write down your specific intention with the following format. I will insert your behavior at time in location because your why or reason. And I will put a link to that template in the show notes for you if you wanted to go look at that and jot it down later. So today I gave you a peek into my recent masterclass, the three behind the scenes secrets to weight loss success after 50. And here's a recap of those three secrets one more time. Secret number one was that obesity is a hormonal, not caloric imbalance. I touched on the hormone insulin and its influence on our body set weight. Once you learn how to live in a way that keeps your insulin levels low, it becomes easier to lose weight. The second secret is that there is not one magic way to lose weight. When you have the traditional calories in versus calories out mindset for weight loss, you can do one of two things to lose weight. You can eat less or exercise more. I touched on the four pillars of weight loss being nutrition, exercise, specifically the importance of strength training, sleep, and stress management. The last secret I gave was the importance of your mindset. If you haven't worked on your mindset when you're losing weight, if you're relying solely on your willpower and self-control, this could be a great place for you to start. I discussed the importance of having a long-term mindset, being ready to stop the excuses and take personal responsibility for your health being open to new ideas and support because the thoughts that got you where you are today won't get you where you want to be. And lastly, I reminded you to focus more on your systems and less on your goals. Take it from one of my clients who said to me recently, I wish I would have started this years ago. 
too bad for her, how to lose weight after 50 didn't exist years ago. It's brand spanking new and ready for you to reap all of the benefits. Know that your willpower and self-control will not get you where you want to be. The right knowledge, support, and accountability will. If that's what you need, then please sign up for my course today by going to reshapept.com forward slash yes. Please don't be like my client and wish that you had done this years ago. It's available to you now, but only through Friday, January 10th. The doors will close for this course and won't open again until July of 2020. And just think about all of the progress that you can make between now and then. I really hope to see you on the inside of my course and get to know you better during our weekly group coaching calls and in our private Facebook community for course members. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I hope you received immense value from it. Next week, I'm giving you an overview of how to change your bad habits, plus really specific and practical tips to help you eat less sugar, because I know that this is a bad habit for many of my clients. It's going to be really good, and there's a special freebie that goes along with it. I'll give you my go-to easy low-sugar breakfast recipes that can help you feel full and satisfied until lunch. I hope you tune back in at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.